Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Plus minus. Curry, way downtown. Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. Do you hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Hello and welcome to a live room late night edition of the Warriors Plus Minus podcast. This is a plus minus, not a Warriors All-82 uh, for the week. And it comes, I am live from Indianapolis, just got back to my hotel room late night after the Warriors dropped to 2-13 and 13 in 15 road games. Marcus Thompson um, from across the country watched tonight. Um, it will be defined by the Steph Curry shoulder injury. Steph Curry has 38 points late in the third, 27 in the first half, even though they're down 20. Um, I, I think there's a chance they win the game if Steph Curry doesn't injure his shoulder. They cut it to, I think, like six. Um, but he does injure the shoulder. They almost win anyways. We can get to the team, but obviously the story of the night is, is the Steph injury. Um, this was the fire they've been playing with. <laughs> like, this is – and look uh, – Steph is in the best shape of his life. He's durable. Right, like he's been, we've seen him twist his ankle. Right, we've seen him deal with little stuff, and he's kind of powered through it. But the amount of games where he had to play at the highest level of intensity just for them to be in the game was asking for something to happen. And this was kind of freaky, right? He reached out. I think it was Jalen Smith is going up for a shot. Steph got his hand in there, and Jalen Smith is clearly like. Uh, Hulk, you know, incredible Hulk or something because Steph did not, not only did he not knock the ball away, but he did something to his shoulder. But to me, this is what you were asking for, right? Like, Clay's not playing for injury prevention. Wiggins is out. I mean, that's two key offensive players that put all the load on Steph, and there's been a lot of games like that. And it, it felt like it was it felt like this is what they were asking for by having to ride him like this early. So uh, I think this actually might be uh, fortunate for them in, in a weird sense. Yeah. I mean, look, the, uh, I guess the result of how fortunate that would be is dependent uh, on the MRI that comes uh, Thursday night. He's going to stay on the road trip. He will be in Philadelphia. Um, More testing, uh, will be done imaging that I think it will give them a firmer uh, diagnosis and, and timeline. Uh, but again, and I wrote it in a story that, that I think it's up now, but you know, the sense is this is, we're talking about a multi-game absence where he's unlikely to, to you know, you wouldn't think he'll, he'll be back on this road trip. Um, there's going to be a time period here without Steph Curry, but to, to, I guess the, the way that you're kind of where what you're alluding to here is like, if it is, you know, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, like if it isn't super substantial, 
there is a chance to get some stuff going for them. There's a chance Jordan Poole's like breakout moment of his career, breakout stretch of his career came without Steph Curry in March and April last year. He hits 85 threes. He scores 25 a game on incredible efficiency. He takes a leap that got him paid really. So maybe, you you know, he's struggling right now. We can get to his game against the Pacers, but you know, they need to get him going. Maybe that this would be a chance for that. Uh, Moses Moody, maybe he gets some more minutes. Steven Chenzo's coming on a little bit. I think there's, there's a way to, um, survive without him win games uh, as they did they held on to the three seed without him last year um and also are you were you talking more about that or are you talking like his body and mind just might need some rest uh i think both if, if i'm listening i'm going with that number one this is a chance to get jordan Poole going uh and you already you know said it but when Seth was out jordan Poole looked really good right like he, he turned up and i think he needs that uh they need to see Without question, and you will now, whether these guys are valuable. Either they either they lose the season now, either they fall 10 games under 500 because they want to stick with these guys, and that's a wrap for the season, you know, or whatever. Now you force them, you force Steph to come back and play a heck of hard to so make the playoffs, and you're in that situation again. Or you realize you need to do something. So I mean, in that sense, you need to you need to do something. I, I I've said it from the beginning. I never thought it was wise for Steph to play seventy plus games, uh, and he's about to be thirty five, coming off a championship. So you figure if he if he's gonna play sixty five games, you just gotta figure out a way to to do something with those other games. And now they have to; they don't have a choice. So to me, it's good in that sense that it's gonna force some decisions to be made, or they're just gonna let the season slip away. And I feel like because they've got so much money on the line, they won't just let it slip away. But yeah, so and also Steph, like he needed it. We saw him last time he played Indiana. We saw him uh, against, I think it was Houston, take seventeen threes out of his twenty-one shots. Like he had to take the game off against the Jazz, which essentially cost him a game right there. Like he was tired. Like we we've seen it. He's been carrying a huge load. He could use a reset. Jordan Poole could use uh, the, the the freedom and the minutes to run the team. And the rest of these players could use the opportunity to show they are worthy of this or not. And the front office can use this time to decide what they're going to do. You come, you come, you, If this is four weeks, how many games is that, by the way? <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, probably somewhere around like 15. Yeah, and I, I mean, can look for you know, so if they go five and ten in those fifteen games, and they already game under, they he comes back eleven games under five hundred. You yeah, know, and that's like I mean the, the rest tough. of yeah the rest of his road trip is going to be difficult at Philadelphia at Toronto then a back to back Knicks and Nets in uh, in New York. But you come back for what I think is going to be a really important eight game homestand. Obviously, they've shown they protect home court, um, but they've done that with Steph Curry. This is the eight-game homestand, uh, starting with the Christmas game. Grizzlies, Hornets, Jazz, Blazers, Hawks, Pistons, Magic, Suns. Like, there's several winners. Like, almost, I don't want to say must-wins, but there's several very beatable teams in there that you need to pile in those wins. And then there's there's a few challenges. But, you know, with Steph, with a fully loaded you know roster you're expecting, probably at least a six-and-two homestand. Um, so I, th- that that might be the homestand going into January, which is trade the beginning of trade season. Anyways, that might be the stretch 
and especially without Steph Curry, that might define like where the season's going. No question about it. They'll need him, right? I mean, we thought this would be a tough road trip with Steph. Without Steph, on <laughs> six is definitely on the table. And that means, you know, having lost, what, three straight coming into the trip? I think they're looking at, no, two straight. Yeah, uh, uh, Indiana and Seattle. No, that's right. They beat Boston. No, they they, Boston. they beat yeah. Boston. Yeah, either best win uh, of the season. Best win of the lost, season, right? They've lost four or five. They've lost four or five. So, yeah, you know, you're looking at this. Now, you know, you're starting to build it. You're not. It's not that early in the season anymore. You can't write it off as so-and-so. We all know this season starts at Christmas. So, if they get to Christmas and they are, what, five games below 500? Like that, <laughs> those become must-win games, and if they don't pull it off, they're in a hole. To me, it might be too risky to wait. <laughs> it it really might. And the difference is, last time, last year, they had veterans on the bench. Right now, they got Dante Divincenzo and a bunch of young players. Unless you know this was the wake up for Jermichael Green tonight, but the, it it means more Moody, more Kaminga, or should if not, I don't know what is happening. <laughs> well, let's talk. Let's talk about tonight's game quick, and then we can broaden it out to like what the rotation looks like going forward. But oh, oh I, tw- I tweeted this out, Slater. I, tw- I thought about you, and I was like, let me get my let me get my Anthony Slater on, and and, and oh, let's no. mark this. Let's mark this moment with four fourteen left. The Warriors were up 20, 20 to eleven in the first quarter, and Draymond and Jordan Poole comes out. Slater, who comes in? Who checks in for them off the bench? Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb, they're two two a guys. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I said it. I was sitting I was sitting next to Kendra Andrews, ESPN, and I was like, why is that not Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga? Uh why why is it Draymond and Steph coming out? I mean Draymond and Poole. Like, I mean, I get it could be Moses Moody and Kaminga, and I feel like if that's what you're gonna do, you might as well play those two. But this feels like one of those games <laughs> you can't you gotta have at least two on the court. You gotta have at least two on the court when they're when everybody's healthy, right? And you know, you got uh Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins sitting on the sideline. So who's the two on the court at all times? It's gotta be one of those two. So why not sit one of those guys and then bring in like a Kaminga or something? You know, to me that was weird. But for the two you bring in, might have been first off the bench too. Was it were they the first subs? Uh, yeah, they were the first subs. The first them. subs off so the bench were the two way guys. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> and you know they they go yeah. minus seventeen in Jerome's first nine minutes, and like that's not all tied Jerome, but it was like you know it was him out there, Lamb, Jermichael Green was in that unit. Um, I think Kaminga came shortly after after they did. Yeah, yeah, Kaminga was in. Um, but. They, that was the game right there. That was the game. Yeah. The whole game. I mean, they gave up they gave up 47 second quarter points. They gave up nine threes in the second quarter. Most of them were absolutely wide open. Like it was a really, really bad first half. You've probably seen uh, the video. You know, Steph makes the three to give him 27 points. They're down 20. And everyone's kind of stomping off to the locker room. And he just stops under the hoop and, like, just so excited. Bends yeah. over, doubled over it. Yeah, he's just sitting there, and you could it. It just felt like an emblematic moment. And then they they come out of the locker room, and, and Kerr shakes it up. You know, he rearranges the rotation. He actually puts Kaminga in for Looney, which I you know was not a move I was expecting at all. Um, but 
interesting he made it went smaller separated Looney and Draymond because you know Looney still was in the rotation he's playing backup center um but I you know I've heard a few people around the team talk about like wanting to get Kaminga more with Draymond you know it's fast it's versatile yeah. I, I mean I, I see that as get Kaminga with Steph well <laughs> that's a well that's not you know we can't talk about that at this point because uh you know yeah exactly um, but <laughs> You know, I'm not saying Kaminga should or, or will start the next game, but like to me, he has like leaped to a pretty obvious like six, seven type man for this team. And every night, you know, gotta get him. I mean, to the point, he should not be coming off the bench after the two way guys. I mean, yes. It, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I even I, look. Steve is obviously a legend. He's a Hall of Fame coach. All right, I'm not knocking Steve at all. But for the sheer optics of it, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you can't do that for the sheer optics of it. I mean, you're bringing I mean, and by and also there's this. There's a reason these are two way guys, right? The Pacers starters were still in. I, I think. No, I think Matherin came in. I'm I'm basically calling him a starter, right? But Matherin had come in at that point. So five of their six best players were still in the game. And you just can't be bringing in two two-way guys at the same time at that point. You, like, you can't do that. Like, you bring in the first-round pick. That, that to me, was – it felt like a statement. I don't know. It felt like a statement. <laughs> it felt like a statement from the coach. I don't know who the statement was to, but it felt like a statement. Well, there was somewhat of a statement, I thought, made by Moody afterward. You know, he cut, he does come in. They're, like I said, they're minus 17. They, they dropped down 20 or whatever it was. Moody comes in, corner three, transition layup. He, you know, he he gambled and gave up a three. Like, he wasn't perfect in that final six minutes of the first half, but he was good enough that you know, who's the first sub in the second half? It's Moses Moody. Um, and you know, that's... In any universe, Moody's better than Ty Jerome. Like, I don't care. I don't care what Ty Jerome does well. <laughs> the Whatever he does well, it's not better than Moses Moody. And the Moses Moody, like, he couldn't stand for anybody again. <laughs> I was just like, yo, you want Moody, but I don't know what's going on with that. It just, you know, like, that was, I would say, even if you look at pre-draft stuff on Moses Moody, the concern was, like, foot speed, lateral foot speed. Um, and, you know, that's been somewhat of a problem. Um, but to me, when he gets cracks in the rotation, he's usually productive. And, you know, his, he goes two or three again from three. He scores 13 points in 23 minutes. Now, look, Wiggins is getting reevaluated Thursday. Clay's coming back Friday. Maybe you see Wiggins soon. So, like, you know, it'll be hard for him to find wing minutes, especially because DiVincenzo, we didn't get to that. DiVincenzo plays 38 minutes, starts. He's a plus 19 in the game. They lose by six. He's been really good. He hit three threes. He was great. Yeah. He was great. Um, so, it's, it might be tough if if Wiggins is back, if Clay's back, for Moody to to, to crack the rotation. Understandably, because he's behind a lot of people, but you got to think he's ahead. Of, should be ahead of Ty Jerome uh, in the pack. And, and and Lamb, you know what's interesting? Um, we would have we would have thought, you know, we had Moody pegged for the Gary Payton press man full court role, and essentially Kaminga as like the stretch five or, you know, super athletic four. It might be reverse. Moody might be better guarding big guys, a little bit bigger than him. And Kaminga's obviously really good at the pressure, like, out away from the basket. It just feels like if a guy's coming downhill on Moody, like, he's kind of in trouble. If, you, if you're shifting, he's, he's kind of in trouble. But, you know, he is – like, I've seen him play good defense. I don't know what it is, but – 
he just like he, he like one move and like he, he he yields the leverage and then like if you got a good player like a Halliburton or whatever or Matherin like that's that's all it takes. So if it, maybe a switch, maybe maybe he's the backup four. I mean he's got a, he's got a bit of size for it. Or you know maybe he's in lineups where if he's next to Clay or Wiggins or something, they're in the four. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see. Look if. You do see Wiggins soon, and they need Wiggins back. It's pretty obvious. But if you do see him soon, for whatever, however long the stretch is without Steph, this think about this rotation. You're starting Poole, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney. Kaminga's coming off the bench. DiVincenzo, who I think more and more is becoming more pro- productive and reliable. So that's you're up to seven right there. You know, maybe Moody can start to crack it a bit more at eight, and then. You know, Jermichael Green scored 12 fourth quarter points tonight. He has not been great. He did it three threes. He was part of them almost like stealing this win. You know, I guess. A lot of people talking about him, man. He's tired of Warriors fans going in on him. He looks fair yeah. out tonight. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I received a package at my door this week. It was my first home chef delivery. It included some Parmesan chicken with some broccoli with a little orange sauce with it. It probably took me, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes overall to prep and cook. I was actually a little impressed with myself. I went, you know, did the whole recipe, followed all the instructions, made it, had a great dinner. I loved it. My wife loved it. I'd suggest it. Because being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless even for someone like me who isn't exactly making it on top chef anytime soon and not only is it convenient but it's economical too home chef customers save an average of 86 dollars per month on groceries for a limited time home chef is offering my listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life just go to homechef.com slash plus that's homechef.com slash plus for 18 free meals and free dessert for life homechef.com slash plus must be an active subscriber to receive the free dessert. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Yeah, 15 points. Like I said, I think, what, like 13 in the fourth? Um, you know, that's you're stretching that out to, like, you know, we're talking Moody and Jermichael Green being, like, eight, nine men in the rotation. Sure, you know, you'll probably see Lamb. I don't expect to see Jerome very often. Um, that's You can win games with that rotation. You should be able to. I'm not saying they're going to because they've had major problems. I think they're, like, minus 150 when Steph Curry's off the floor this season. Um, 
But this this is the starting lineup that held the three seed late last season. Um, it is the starting lineup that technically started the first three games of the first round when Steph was coming off the bench. Um, and I think because of what Kaminga and DiVincenzo are consistently giving you lately, you feel pretty good about those top seven. The problem is or at least you it's should. the same lineup that won a championship, and they've been living kind of high on the hog. And people are just taking it to him. You know, uh, Halliburton, it was obviously a good shooter, but, you know, you watch that Heat game, he's 0 for 9. This dude is running down court in transition looking for the line on the Warriors. Like, they, they and when they came out in the second half, they kind of played like they understood the assignment. So, to me, like, they got to play like, like they're a team that's 14 and 15 and not like a team that, any moment now is going to click and they're going to be champions again. I think they kind of lean on that too much. And, and from a mental perspective, they, they just lean on the fact that they're champions and it's going to happen. Like this season can get away from them quickly. So it feels like, like you see Boston come in, they're ready to play. You see, uh, they get down 20 in the second half on the first half and they come out second half and they're playing like, wait a second, we're, we're not going to let you shoot. So to me, that's, that's how they got to get. They got to get to the point where it's like, all right, we're about to lock up. Uh, what, what's the term Greg Popovich used to use that Steve Kerr used? Oh, man. Appropriate that, fear. Appropriate fear. They do not have an appropriate fear. They did not have an appropriate fear in the in the second quarter. That I mean, just wide open threes. They're back on dudes who can shoot. Like, you know, I mean, that, that Halliburton shot is kind of funky. You can tell when it's coming. <laughs> like it, he should not be hitting like pull up uncontested threes with the man in front of him. Uh, and I get he's a great pick and roll player. You trying to give him some room, but them twos ain't hurting you as much as those threes. So, and when they got up on Matherin, like you know, like it, it just they don't they they just don't play with an appropriate fear. They play like eventually we'll get hot, make a bunch of threes, and then eventually. You won't make shots. I saw a quote from DeAndre Ayton on, I think it was on Twitter. I don't know when he said it. But he said the the teams we play aren't the teams we see on the film. He was like, the teams we see on the film are way different, but everybody wants to play against us. So the team they see on the court is different. And that's like real life for the Warriors. I think they're looking at some of these dudes like, ah, I can play back a little bit. Like, you, you're a 34% three-point shooter. <laughs> next thing you know like that dude has hit four threes on you right so i feel like it's, it's it makes sense what you're saying that lineup should be able to win but if they don't have the right mindset they they probably will have the same issue well no steph curry should like up the urgency it really where, should where, drive that home right <laughs> where, where you're correct is like hey 14 and 14 entering the game should have driven up the urgency and like it did drive up steph's urgency i mean he was flying all over the court in the first half. But, yeah, I mean, DiVincenzo was, like, kind of – DiVincenzo was great. Not only was he great, I mean, did you see his post-game interview? I mean, he was like, you know, we need to play like the Golden State freaking Warriors is basically what he was saying. He's actually becoming, like, somewhat of a, of a quiet leader um, in the locker room, to be honest. I've heard I've, – I've had, I've had the conversations in the locker room with people and – like the people, you know, these superstars are like in no uncertain terms. <laughs> Dante DiVincenzo needs to be on the court with us. Like he needs to play. Like he's becoming a guy that they 
believe in, they lean on, they want, they like his attitude, they like his unselfishness, but he just plays hard all the time. Even mistakes are are like playing hard. Like we saw Kaminga do that tonight too. I like to me, that's where Jordan Poole can like get better. Just play hard. We should get to Poole because he's really about to matter a bunch, but it's part of why maybe I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic than it would seem for a situation where you're 14 and 15, your best player just got hurt where it's like, DiVincenzo is coming along. Kuminga is coming along, and we've seen the, the starting lineup with Poole succeed. Like, so I'm just like, this, this like, it's a failure if this doesn't. If they go, as you mentioned, like 5 and 10 over the next 15 or something like that, that is a big-time failure, in my opinion, even missing staff. Uh, Agreed. But, uh, yeah. Oh, wait. I just, we should shift it to Poole, though, because part of that idea, part of them holding the fort, is Jordan Poole doing – Maybe not 100% of what he did in March and April because, again, 85 made threes in those two months last year. But he's got to be better. Um, what did he go tonight? He finished 8-22 of 22 tonight with four turnovers. He was, I think, 6-17 in Milwaukee with four turnovers. Like, sloppy. Um, you know, Steve Kerr called him, called him rushed postgame. Um, See, yeah, I don't I – don't, and you know what? Like, I get it. Like, Jordan Poole is not playing well. I understand. But – I feel like they're not helping him either. And, or, you know, maybe they are. He's not listening. I don't want to say that. Maybe I don't know. But I feel like there are adjustments that he can make that for some reason or not, he's not making them. And it doesn't look like anybody's telling him to make them. So, like, this is going to be tough. It's not going to, I don't think it's going to be fixed for a while. I mean, if you look at it, like the teams have a plan for him. I mean, they just do. They have a they have a plan to attack Jordan Poole. And when the shots not falling, it's a good plan. And the shots not falling. And part of the reason the shots not falling is because of shot selection. I don't I don't know. Maybe they are, but some of these shots he could just take different shots. <laughs> it's just it's really that simple. He could just take different shots. They could work the offense to get him different shots. So. Uh, I remember this with uh, Steph. It was the same thing where they were coming for him, and they had like he had to figure it out, and it wasn't immediate. Like it takes a while. So I, I do feel like Poole is doing a lot of good things on the court, but I do think he's getting super frustrated. He's rushing. He's you can you can tell he's probably a little bit embarrassed, right? That when he tried to dunk on a uh, who was that? Was that uh, who did he try to dunk? On? O'Shea Brissett. Uh, Brissett, yeah, we tried to dunk on Brissett. That was like a, I, I need to get all my troubles out. That was but a I, crazy like meeting at the summit, by the way. And I'm like, he fell, he fell wild, but he was fine. It was, but he went for it. Like, so to me, there's a part of pool where it's like, I mean, the same type of confidence that we got him here. Like, you still see it. Like, he's not shying away. He's still taking shots. Uh, I just feel like he needs to just play a smarter game, and he needs to play harder. If he does that, I, I I don't I don't know. I just feel like you. I think this will help him, right? It'll help him see the floor differently. It'll help his. He'll have different responsibilities. I think it'll help him, but I don't think it's as bad as it looks. I think this was always going to be a problem. I just think they need him more because other guys aren't doing anything, and, and it's 
it, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, he just takes some wild shots, and that's just – I think they all do, so that maybe I'm just like an old AAU coach. <laughs> yeah. Or high school coach, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's terrible. Like, on the – like, that's the thing. Like, on the road, you just have to play a lot smarter. You got to play – you got to have a game plan. You got to execute. You're playing a long game on the road. Uh, you're not trying to win the game right away. But he goes on the road with the same kind of mindset I think he goes with, like, at home. Like, you know, like, you just got to play. You see Steph was getting to the cup tonight. Like, he was very selective in his threes. Like, you just got to play a different game. But somebody's got to teach him that. Somebody's got to show him that. Like, he, he's not just going to get it. Like, this is how you learn. All right, you got a rough road. You're not getting the shots you want here. I mean, to me, the most obvious shot to me is wide open. Everybody's chasing them off the three. And then they had a game like tonight where there's uh, a rim protector, a mouse turner. So it's like, yeah, man, you could try to get to the rim on him. But, like, yeah, I mean, these dudes are good shot blockers. Like, you know, that's how it is. They This was the same thing we saw against Memphis when they switched to the defensive lineup. Or against Boston when they had Time Lord. So they should know how to do this. They just don't take the open shot. If they're chasing you at the threes and they got a rim protector, take the easy mid range. But we're seeing floaters. We're, like tonight, he gets around a pick. He's got a wide open shot. If he gets around a pick and does the Chris Paul thing where I'm going to get to my spot, I'm going to pull up and I'm going to hit that. But he doesn't. He's dribbling still, trying to make another move so he can get to the rim. And I think McConnell comes from behind the tip it. And it's like you're you just literally passed up a wide open shot to to, to do your thing to take harder. And somebody's gotta tell him, hey, this is a wide open shot for you. So they gotta play smarter, but it doesn't help when you know Clay's gonna do the same thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Clay's gonna do the same thing, like uh Steph sometimes does it. Like so who, I mean by you the can way say the one thing, but he's learning a lesson of how not to do it actually. Yeah, you said a big name there. Um, I think they need a good few weeks from Clay Thompson. Uh, Clay Thompson, do you remember how Clay Thompson ended last regular season to once again help them hold off that three seed, which was important at the time? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he uh, – I'm looking right now. His last – Can he Can he do it, though? This was his – the last six games of the regular season, these were his points. 37, 25, 13, 36, 33, yeah. 41. Yeah, 41. Yeah, I remember the last thing at 41. Which, like, those last three wins, like, if they don't win the, one of them. But the bigger deal, the bigger deal uh, is 37. Uh, so he shot last five games, last six games, 53-8, 45-5. And that 13 was a rough one, five for 21. Then he made half the shots, 54%, 55%. Like, like he was shooting. He was making shots. He was shooting the lights out. Uh, but like he's got, they just have to take smart shots. <laughs> I feel like Steven Chinzo takes smart shots. That's why, that's why he works pretty well. Yeah. He almost overpasses sometimes. Um, let me ask you, what do you think about the idea of in the Steph absence, starting the way they started the second half using Looney as the backup center? You're not. You're suddenly not breaking up the the lineup that has been the best lineup in basketball. It's it's, it's a different lineup. 
And they looked pretty good coming out of the second half. I mean, they cut, they cut the lead to, from 20 to five in like six minutes. Um, and it just gets coming like it could be a really good like extended stretch with Kaminga with more starting level players and just see if like you can really, you know, get a, 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 a defining stretch from him. I mean, I like it. I especially like it when Looney is basically telling you to do it. And when Looney is telling you to do it is when he gets the ball in the paint and he's got one man on him and he doesn't go up. And I, I just think that's a killer. It's a killer for him to be able to do that. Like some bigs just give him problems, right? Shot blockers, athletic bigs give him problems. And in that situation when he's telling you, uh, this one's going to be rough for me, I, I think you should do it. Uh, some games not, though, right? Some games they are the best lineup in the league. And I feel like the, the, the issue is I don't think you go away from Looney permanently, right? I think you say, and, you know. Well, the, he's the big here. Tonight he played plenty in the second half. You know, he's still your back. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the big thing for in that situation was Looney was with that second unit. And it wasn't, remember, it was like Steph. Uh, Lamb, Jerome, Jermichael Green, and Kaminga. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> so if you don't start Looney, now he ended up in that lineup replacing Lamb. And it's still not that great, right? But, you know, at least Steph got somebody mm-hmm. with him who know what they're doing. You know, you can't put four dudes out there who, you know, are like he's kind of got to carry. So... It puts them in that situation. I think it's fine. I think Looney has given everything to this team, so he's fine with it. And I, I, I just think they're in a position they got to go match up the situation. You can't – they're not good enough to just have things set the way they are. Like, this was a matchup night, and I thought Kaminga was really good. And the whole point needs to be to maximize Steph. That's the whole point. Maximize Steph. It's the way you're going to win. It's how everybody else is going to be good. Don't try to maximize the other people. Maximize Steph, not the other people. So to me, what whenever that answer is to put Kaminga in, that's when you do it. Not like burden Steph and so that- other people can be helped. That's 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 very twenty twenty one. You know what I'm saying? It's like no maximize Steph. Uh, and everybody else gotta figure it out. But now they gotta figure it out anyway, which is good in the long run. Do they win Anything that game? From, Do they win that game? Draymond don't get Um, I said earlier that I thought they might win it if Steph doesn't get injured. Um, and you said they still almost won it. Yeah, well, they did. I don't. I, I mean, I don't know because you know you could say, hey, look, you you needed your defensive ace and. and you know, one of your most important players down the stretch, and maybe you do pull it out. But also, like, who's out there? Also, to Michael Green, yeah, who, like, also, hits four threes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. And also, the Pacers are like, uh, no play, no Steph, no Draymond, no Wiggins. Uh, we're good. And probably took their foot off the gas a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I don't I don't know that they do. But, yeah, I knew once Steph went out, I was like, uh, and he got that first take. I was like, ah. I thought Steve was going to get tossed, actually. I thought he was going to do it and use it as a way to, like, motivate the team. Yeah, this is one of those nights <laughs> where maybe he would, but he kind of almost got tossed in Milwaukee. Um, did you uh, you see Mike Brown getting tossed in? He went after Zach Zarba in Toronto. Yes. He saw Steve Mike Brown's like, hold on, man, yeah. you don't have to play me? And then they won. Um, but... but, but 
I thought they liked Zarba, though. Yeah, I mean, Zarba's, like, widely considered one of the better refs in the league. It's like, you usually don't see Zarba get kind of – maybe maybe that comfort of, like, hey, I can go really go at this guy and I know, it, like, he'll handle it. I don't know. I mean, we're getting too deep into a conversation that's irrelevant to this. Uh, Warriors are 14 and 13 and 2 and – or 14 and 15, 2 and 13 on the road. But um, it is – I actually do think they played better on the road. I, I think they're playing better on the road. I think they played better tonight. That second quarter was an epic failure on everybody's part. <laughs> yeah. Like, they all collectively took a dump. Uh, I, I just can't believe Steve went with that lineup. And also can't believe, like, they just gave up defensively like that. Uh, but outside of that, they played well. They fought. They competed. They They played – Better defense outside of that, like to me, they just they 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 take too many threes and they just don't bring it defensively regularly. And I and I think there's a reason why they don't because these guys are a bit older uh, and they they need the, to rise to the occasion and they're not playing the young guys enough who have the energy to just do that. So, but I do think they're playing better on the road. Uh, I just don't know if they have they just run they're just run out of time. That's all. They have time to like figure this stuff out. They got to get wins. Playing better is not really helping them. They need wins. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, that'll do it for this uh, edition of the Warriors Plus Minus podcast. Uh, Marcus, we will talk at some point, maybe Friday um, or maybe sometime next week. But should be an interesting road ahead for the Warriors as this season just kind of chops along in an interesting way uh, i'm not coming back to step this wow okay uh you heard it here first well tim calicone will be on the next podcast it sounds like uh, <laughs> all right thanks all for right, joining us out Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.